0: Bringing you in, it is the NXT TakeOver In Your House Recap Edition. Pay-per-view went down last night on Peacock, if you have it. If you're not in the U.S., then it went down on the WWE Network. I fortunately was able to watch the uh, pay-per-view on uh, the Peacock, and uh, overall, I thought it was an extremely entertaining pay-per-view. I'm not going to sit here and and say, uh, you know, again, I, I like pro wrestling. I like pro wrestling, whether it's AEW, whether it's WWE, NXT, however you want to look at it. Ring of Honor, MLW, fantastic athletes putting on sports entertainment. That's the way I look at this. So I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, that that anything was bad. But this pay-per-view, to me, honestly delivered. It, it delivered on on everything. A couple things. Yeah, there's a couple of things that, and yeah, maybe I didn't agree with, but again, I'm not getting paid the big bucks. I'm getting paid little bucks. That's why I'm sitting here talking to you. But when you look back at this pay per view again, this was the NXT takeover in your house, the first one of the takeover, and then also with with a full capacity, I believe at the Capital Wrestling Studios. Um, and I, and I did find it interesting though that they were, you know, again, this the Capital Wrestling Studios. Only holds whatever I, I don't know what it, the, the capacity is, but it can't be probably over 500 people. And and for them to keep going back to that the largest crowd in the in the Capitol Studios history and it's it's maybe a year old during the pandemic is when they started it. And of course you didn't have that. I, I get why you kind of go back to it each time, but to me it's like, all right, it's enough. I'm here to watch the wrestling and watch this. And then sometimes I feel like they let the whole thing of the largest crowd in Capitol wrestling studios history, you know, all that take over a little bit. No pun intended on that one. I'm sorry about that. That probably wasn't that good of a pun, but let, let's dive into the wrestling. Cause I know, you know, again, let's, let's get in and let's get out on this stuff. Okay. Oh, my name is Sean Stanley again. And, uh, this is Sean Stanley sports talk or also Squared Circle Digest. Also do a Happy Hour Racing Podcast, which I will actually be talking about the All-Star Race. That actually happened last night as well. It was a little double-duty action for me last night, but I was very happy with the NXT pay-per-view. I I thought they, you know, every NXT pay-per-view usually starts with a fantastic opening match. This one, no different. Uh, MSK and Bronson Reed, uh, the six-man Winner-take-all match, the tag team titles of MSK, the North American Championship, Bronson Reed, all on the line as they took on Legado del Fantasma. And I thought they did a very good story here in the match. Again, Escobar did not want to get in with Bronson Reed, you know, except when Bronson Reed was down, right? If he got down, tagged him in real quick, did a couple things. Bronson Reed takes over, he gets out. Finally, They did the spot through the side of the uh, retainer wall on the outside of the ring again. They did that once more, just like they did on the NXT that they showed over and over and over last Tuesday night. Hit that, and then MSK and Bronson Reed picked up the win. I thought this match did so much to make Bronson Reed a star. To me, it felt like everything that was going on in this match was at the end of the match for you to remember one name out of everybody's name in this match. And that was Bronson Reed and, and to show why he's the North American championship or holds the North American championship. And in 100% a plus on that, I think the match as a whole was a B. There was a couple little spots, little things that were missed uh, timing off a little bit. But overall, again, what NXT does every time with their opening match, what do they do? They sit out there and they send a high-paced, hard-hitting match to get started. No different here. And I don't think there was any difference. I think this set the tone for the card. And I felt like it never slowed down. A couple times, a couple matches maybe stayed in the same, you know, tempo, but never slowed down. It didn't go, it didn't go up and then down. It was going consistently up the whole pay-per-view and that's what you want out of pay-per-view first match to get the crowd into it. Second match is keep building, keep building, keep building, keep building. And speaking of the second match, uh, Lee and Mercedes Martinez, uh, these two ladies went at it. Uh, Lee dominated pretty much the whole beginning of the match and then missed a knee to the out, um, a knee to the, uh, ring post, then Mercedes came back in. I thought the finish looked a little... I'm not sure what the finish was supposed to be. It was a kick out of nowhere. I got that, but it just looked a little off. I'm not sure if, if Mercedes was supposed to turn more or if Lee was expected to be somewhere else and wasn't. That looked a little off. And But they set up Xia Z- to to look like a million bucks, and Mercedes Martinez performed fantastically and, and allowed that. And then they keep Mercedes Martinez... Strong at the end as Lee's about the tacker with a chair. Doesn't happen. And then um, the whole thing, to me, it feels like this was all set up to debut Mei Ying. Who, for the first time, arose from the seat, put on the Tongan Death Grip, and threw Mercedes Martinez off of the stage. And I feel like this whole match and this whole area of this card was to set up for that arrival of Mei Ying. And I think that Xia Lee, Mercedes Martinez, did their spot in that match to make Mei Ying, when she got up and gave the tongue and death grip and just tossed Mercedes Martinez aside, it meant that much more because of what you just saw. In the wrestling ring with Mercedes Martinez with the chair and everything else. Again, it's about, it's about emotional emotionally investing, getting your crowd emotionally invested. It's very difficult to do, but I feel like NXT is doing a better job than some of the main roster, especially on the Raw side. I think there's only a few people you can get emotionally invested into right now on the Raw side. Bobby Lashley, MVP. When you when you look at that, I just I don't know what else. I I'm I'm not a Drew McIntyre fan. I'm not. We'll see. We'll see what they do going forward and and how they do. I like the uh, you know. There there's just so much of a difference. And and as I was watching this and I was looking at my timeline and I was kind of like, like how is everything that's going so well and so good? And again, I get it. NXT does the same thing with some of the matches where you're getting the same guys wrestling each other. SmackDown does the same thing. I get it. But I can watch those two shows and be more emotionally invested than I can watching Raw. And I don't know what it is. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. But I can sit there and I can watch SmackDown. I can sit there and I can watch NXT. But then when Raw comes on, if it's not MVP, if it's not the heart business, eh, Honestly, I just I, uh, I I just can't do it. But let's get back to what we're talking about here with the NXT takeover in your house, and also the million dollar change. This is one thing that this in your house did right. it did good. Right, you had the nostalgia. Right, you had Doc Hendricks doing the voiceover work at the beginning. Todd Pettingale coming back, the voice, like of in your house. You had a legend, an icon, a. Whole- Hall of Famer, the million-dollar anti DiBiase, his million-dollar belt, making its way back into the mainstream on NXT in a ladder match between Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight. And one thing that I wrote here, I love the way they use the ladders. They use them as part of the match and in the psychology of the match. If you watch what they did, they are setting up the ladders, not necessarily using them when they were setting them up. they fight away from them, right? The one at the very end, right? Sit up on the stage. That was done probably five minutes before the finish. Almost forgot about it until Cameron Cam- Cam- Grimes takes the bump off the ladder there. But that's where, you, when you're working it into the match and you're setting things up for later on down the line... You don't even realize what's going on. They're not taking the and suplexing the ladder on onto somebody. Did they use the ladder like that every once in a while as a battering ram? 100%. You got to. I understand that. But you were taking backdrops into the ladder. You're using it in the psychology of the match. Now, I didn't necessarily know that to me, LA Knight, million dollar champion. I get everybody saying, oh, it's a heel championship belt. The heel deserves to have it. Why can't we change things up? Everybody wants change. Everybody everybody does the same thing. Well, we just did the same thing with the million-dollar belt. It's on LA Knight. Now, I get it that maybe the chase, and then finally, when probably Cameron Grimes does get the title, you know, when he finally wins the million-dollar championship, maybe it'll be that much sweeter. But I seriously didn't think that LA Knight needed it. I didn't. I really didn't think that LA Knight needed to win this match. But you know what? Again, as I say, I'm here talking for very little. And they're making the big money. Because I personally think LA Knight was probably going to call it to the main roster sooner than later. And and I hate saying the main roster, but when they, they get called up to SmackDown, and I, I still think NXT is its own brand, but I see his persona is larger than what they're going to let it be at NXT. I think he goes up. I I just think there's certain people that are made for NXT, and he doesn't seem like that. That he's gonna that he needs to be at NXT, or that he fits in with NXT in a way. And nothing nothing against the the man. It's just when you watch NXT, you you. It's almost like he's too polarizing for NXT. You had Cameron Grimes as the talker, believe it or not. He was the talker, and then LA Knight kind of came in and taken all that over. So again, you can run this, and then but I think at some point, Cameron Grimes has to pick up the win and become the million-dollar champion. I just wanted to let it sit there for a minute. That's all. The Women's Championship, Raquel Gonzalez and Ember Moon. I I thought they performed. They performed, and it delivered for for what the match was. Raquel Gonzalez dominated at the beginning, right? Ember Ember Moon comes back, hits her finish, the eclipse, on Raquel Gonzalez. Dakota Kai comes, puts her foot on the rope. Shotzi Blackheart makes the appearance. Boom, they fight out of the arena. You think Ember's got a chance right there? She goes out, she DDTs Raquel Gonzalez out to the outside. She's about to hit another eclipse and then Big Raquel says, eh, eh. And then hits her finish. One, two, three. And out of NXT, Raquel Gonzalez, to me, leaps and bounds I've had ahead of where she was last year. And to be honest... I don't know anybody. She's starting to become a champion that I don't know that you're going to be able to sit there and just easily take the strap off of her. I honestly think what you're going to have to do is is kind of what I felt they could have done with Karrion Cross in this next match that we're going to talk about the five way. Because I think to get the belt off of her, you're going to have to end up having somebody else pin somebody else. Because she is starting to evolve into that type of character that type of gimmick you can see the confidence just oozing out of her now i think last night she was even starting to call matt the match and really she was just sitting there like just she was feeling it her and ember were just going at it and ember can take bumps like anybody i've ever seen in my life she just does good But I think ultimately, you're going to have to end up doing like a three-way, triple threat match, uh, whatever you want to do, five-way, four-way, whatever it is you want to call it, the fatal four-way, I don't know, whatever else you want to do, I think that's what you're going to have to end up doing to get this belt off of Raquel Gonzalez. And kudos to her for becoming that type of star. And then in the main event, it was Karrion Cross defending his championship against Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunn. Again, you have these five with a five-way match. I mean, I don't know. Things can get a little bit, you know, out of hand as far as – because usually you do, you know, in a triple threat, you eliminate one, and then you go one-on-one. You know, if you go uh, a four-way, you got two-on-two and two-on-two. Now you're going to a five-way, you have to eliminate somebody and then still have the two-on-two two in a way. And they they worked it out so well that they were kind of eliminating each other and still keeping it one-on-one and then eliminating the other three in a way, right? You're getting three big moves and then one-on-one. So they didn't take away for from the shine from whoever was in there at the time. I, I honestly thought that we were going to see at the end uh, a Samoa Joe sighting. And from what I'm reading, if, if you're not following Fightful.com, Sean Ross said, if you're not following them, shame on you. But, uh, you know, it's, it's being reported that I, I believe he's going to be coming back. I don't know that it's going to be in a wrestling role, though. And then hearing William Regal as he left at the end of the night, like maybe it's time for a change. Could that be the spot that he goes into? Could he take over and become the general manager of Raw. Because I honestly thought when he was standing at the end, at the the end of the match on the stage, I was waiting for Samojo to, to walk up and cut catch him. Take him out right there. But we'll see what happens this Tuesday night. This has been my recap of the NXT takeover in your house pay-per-view. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please drop some comments. I think it's going to be right down in, here somewhere, anywhere there. Make sure you follow me on social media at Twitter and Instagram at Sean underscore Stanley11. And please like, subscribe. These videos, as I said, right here on Sean Stanley Sports Talk. Appreciate you all. And until next time, see you then.